Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. The good and great results of full company transparency. There's a growing movement for full openness within companies, and it's pretty common within tech startups. The more open you are, the more engaged your people become. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. Every day, we share insights from top-performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today, Sang Nguyen. Sang is he's actually a mentor at Quake Capital Partners and the former COO of Tint, tintup.com. Tint was actually a marketing tech startup located in San Francisco that exited recently. And one of Tint's guiding principles was to cultivate transparency both internally and externally. From open-door meetings, exposed financials, including compensation, and group-based decision-making. Prior to that, he was actually uh, a VP in the global security group over at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, which I'm guessing was the polar opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) So he's here to share his experience as a former leader at the two organizations with a polar opposite approach to culture, saying, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So we always start with a quote. Today's quote is a lack of transparency results in distrust and a deep sense of insecurity. Any idea who said that? Yes, I have an answer key to it. Dalai Lama, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to cover what is transparency and why it's important. We're going to talk about what works and what doesn't and uh, based on your experience. And then, of course, um, we're going to talk about transparency in the hiring process, which is my favorite piece. So let's start um, by uh, talking a little bit about your experience when you were at Tent. Yeah, yeah. So um, it everything is open, uh, including at one point, even our financials, I'm talking about like bank statement and balance, was published on um, a website. And... I think what one day one customer saw that I said, "Wow, you guys are very little. We can't have a contract with you." We're like, "Ooh, that just hurt business." So we we pull it back. But that's that's how transparent the company. You had your financial bank statements open to your customers or potential customers o- online. Anyone can take a look at it. It was extreme hmm. transparency, it, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That is extreme. Ter- okay, so I can imagine having it internally open, but externally. Um, I can see how that could cause problems. Yeah, yeah. So my, my the first time I, I came across the transparency concept actually was uh, my first trip to uh, San Francisco. Well, not first trip, but the tech trip. And it was uh, Square, okay. where they, they have open op- the office with no door. I thought it was fascinating being in Merrill Lynch where, you know, our meeting is in behind Yeah, everything's glass closed door, door yeah. and you don't People see People whisper things they hear, but you don't really know true or There's not. There's a lot of water cooler talk going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the first experience I had. I was like, that's kind of awesome being the other side. And then jumping to 10, I was like, holy moly, this is on another end, uh, end of the, the spectrum. So just as a new employee jumping from one end of the frying, <laughs> frying pan to another <laughs> way, what was your, how did you react to that? It, it was refreshing. It was it's refreshing. But I remember when I was negotiating my salary, just like any of us trying to you know, get a new job and get the most you can get paid. Sure. It was frustrating and weird because including salary, the way we approach salary, how we how much we pay each person is exposed throughout the entire company. And when you have that kind of exposure, the way you approach it, it needs to be structured in a formula. 
And so when I'm thinking like when, when they, they asked me like, yeah, this is the salad we have. And this is the formula for it, take it or leave it. It was one of those. Sure. And it was weird. But then once you're in there, it's like, oh, this is just refreshing, right? Knowing everything, seeing everything, no whisper of, I heard this. And then so I, I genuinely loved it. It was, and it's the same sentiment with new employee we brought in when we expanded across uh, UK. Now, now in the hiring process, was it a group decision on what salary they came up with for you? Or was it already, okay, here's what the salary is and that's what we can pay and that's it? Yeah, it, it's a predefined. So uh, okay. we, we have a predefined formula and that formula has where you live. It's one factor. How long you've been working is another factor. Your job title and that get technically calibrated with sure pay structure. So during the interview, that requires a lot of thought though up front, a lot of planning in order for you to be able to structure out salaries like that. Yeah, every year, every year there uh, we we refresh the data and um, during the interview. That's where well, I think the one variable that can really change it a little is your seniority, well how long, how much experience you have, and that. That can change the, the the output of it, but it wasn't much wiggle room. Like you can convince someone, I'm actually point four senior versus point three, and that yeah, because also the formula is is transparent. Yeah, uh, we we share that with a prospect to say, hey, this is how we came to your job and your salary. But if somebody came back and said, okay, look, at I'm interested. We're about five grand off. Non-negotiable. On them. No, well, we we bring it back to the team. And if majority of people agree, say, like, yeah, this person is actually that good, where they're that much more senior, not the amount, but by that variable inside. But you're basing it on seniority as opposed to impact that they can bring to the organization? Well, expect the experience. It's a uh, uh, correlated variable. So okay. the more senior experience, I'm air quoting you are, then technically we expect a bigger impact from, from you joining the team. And it's not an amount that's negotiable. So we, we plug that variable into a formula. Sure. And whatever comes out, you, you might get more than five, right? And that, that's just the beauty of, of the structure. Approach. Oh, they might come back and say, oh, here's seven or 10K. Yeah. Okay. For our formula, you're getting seven, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> good, good job pushing <laughs> back. All right. So that, that's an interesting plan, why you guys would, would do that. Let's talk about what worked and what didn't work. So what worked really well for us is being able to make that offer and someone accept it because they, well, the, the new... Well, let's just say, let's go back to just transparency in general. Now, when you published your financials out for the public to see, that obviously didn't work. That was a bad idea, right? It was it was fine until we lose business. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we have to pull it back. We didn't want to cause concern to our customers. Yeah. And so what what did work then? What what kind of gave those customers or even your employees a sense of ownership? What drew them in? What, what do you think was the number one thing? The, the key thing really is about being involved in the business. Sure. Not, not uh, and I believe what, that what people value is being in, to have the knowledge of where things are going. Because if you understand that company financial is not doing well due to a season like the winter season or something like that, you, you'll be more mindful about your output, you'd be more mindful about what you spend because we actually pay for lunch as well. Every day we pay for your lunch and people more mindful when they're engaged, they understand the business as a bigger picture. But it also helps your employees plan better as how they spend. Absolutely. Right? Yes. If they know what the financials are, they can, they're they not going to come back to you and say, oh, shoot, I got a big gambling debt I need help with. 
And well, less, might, less distraction too. One of the yeah. theory, and by the way, I'm giving all this credit to the co-founder, the founder of the company. Yeah. So I'm I'm just joining into that. Uh, one of the the um, belief is that when it comes to, for example, compensation is a really sensitive topic. Sure. Co-founder believes that people will know sooner or later. There, there's going to be one day you're at a bar, you talk oh, yeah. about people it. People talk about salaries all yeah. the time. It, you know what? The funny thing is, is that. Everybody at my old company, they all knew what each other were making every paycheck. Yes. It wasn't like they didn't go <laughs> look at it and they're waving it in front of each other's faces. I mean, it was just, it's whether or not you want to realize it, it's transparent anyway. Yeah. So yeah. just putting it out there and letting people know, I think cuts a lot. It reduces distractions. Yes. Right. And then, so now they're not thinking about, oh, I wonder what that person pay, uh, getting paid. Like, actually, I got to get that person on board and work with me and to, to help me out and then start contributing fast. That, that whole variable, that wondering yeah. goes away. And then we, we, we see that. And uh, it, it worked, you know, like, again, being an employee myself before at a bank, I knew what all my colleagues made. Yeah. And one point where I found out where I was paying less, I'm not going to lie, I was in my early 20s, I was very unhappy. And that's the, that's the other side about it, too, is you know, we think that people don't see these variables, but when they do, first of all, not knowing, wondering, it's a mental distraction. Sure. Eventually, when they just find out and they disagree with it somehow without having some kind of input or validations, yeah. now it, it's going to hurt productivity. And that's the last thing you want to affect. Morale, productivity, and... Engagement is ultimately yeah. what we, we, we look for. So did you find that there was higher productivity and higher engagement because of this transparency? Yes, absolutely. Were they able to quantify that? The only, I would say the closest thing that we can quantify really is around, uh, so every week we have, um, I forgot what the software name, we would run just anonymous uh, survey okay. and just measure engagement. We give people basically a void to complain, vent, and we don't know who it is. And that's the beauty of it. So even whether it's true or not, we always monitor people's sentiment at all time through this survey system. And then uh, there, there's time where we, we make a few changes and we immediately saw the output of that, right? Like, for example, um, being in a bank, I'm really strict on quarterly measure. Like, hey, did we do what we say we're going to do? And toward that time, mm-hmm. or especially for sale or, or customer successful renew rate or pipeline closing, you, you can immediately see the sentiment go down sure. right, toward that stressful time. But that's the closest to it. Now, if you're thinking about business quality output, I kind of mentioned... I'm not, um, I'm well, not sure I what were the here. customer results? I mean, were they happier customers then as a result of this transparency? Yes, yes. Because you, when okay. you have happier employee, you have more engaged but you don't have employee. But you don't have any data to back that up, though. Don't, the closest data I could, can prove that is all financial. Yeah. So tin raise a couple hundred thousand C it quickly became a profitable business, right? And then that profitable business was a decision from the founder and the early employee about adopting transparency, yeah. focusing on profit. You know what? I love that your founders thought of that first. If you're just joining us now on the live stream or the podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, and today our guest is Sang Nguyen. He's a mentor at Quake Capital Partners and the former COO of TintUp.com. So we're talking about organizational transparency. So let's let's translate that to the hiring process because I always find that um, and that's that's where the value comes for our listeners, right? Yeah. So you guys were transparent throughout the whole process, correct? Yes, yes. And that that's what that's result in sometimes we offer lower pay, but we we beat out a higher pay competitor because 
how the, the, the prospect feel throughout the process, and they what, that, that give them a glimpse well, of what people are emotionally engaged. Yes. They will they will actively neglect not hire compensation offers quite often. That's true. I, that happens to me quite a bit. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're filling a void for somebody or really helping them to advance their career and getting them to where they want to go, doesn't matter what offer Amazon or Google made. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they'll forgo that. <laughs> and don't play the game with Amazon, Google, with you know, whatever they publish. You play that game. Oh, they, they, you're they gonna put, lose it, right? Yeah, yeah, they put out there all the time exactly how they recruit and what they do because they want you to play their game, right? <laughs> this is what works for us. You should try it. <laughs> it won't because you play someone else's game. They have a deeper pocket with uh, yeah, bigger brand name. You lose. You got to come down with something different, creative. It's so very true. <laughs> so, what was your structure for transparency in the interview and hiring process? So, for the interview, uh, first and foremost, we sorry from the very beginning when we publish a, a job posting, mm-hmm. we upfront about the salary range, right? Because what the last thing we want to be selfish about this whole thing is going through this process and the uh, salary expectation from the the prospect and us is way off waste waste each other time yeah and that's the one thing we we, we published the range get the, the range again seniority and you know top bonus and all that in there uh, the other thing that we also do is um, manage expectation up front so letting the the prospect know when we're expecting to close the job right when, when you're gonna fill it yeah and, and not more when to fill it like hey we're gonna close the application on this date so if you're you know just working on that cover letter you want it to be perfect we want to you know like in the next three weeks we're going to stop taking applications so so it, you'd run a job for three weeks and essentially oh however long the process yeah however long and you guys recruited most of your people via job boards right yeah we actually get tremendous amount uh, inbound people actually go onto a website and apply it due to that culture that we yeah we, we were very you know uh the transparency culture that we we published talked about i mean well, you're putting out good content that says, hey, we're an open, transparent culture. People get people are drawn to that. Yeah, and it's more than just content. And, and, and I, w- I want to emphasize it's more than content and a trick to get quality candidate. Because no, sooner or later, yeah, I'm not saying it's know, a right? trick. Yeah. I, I'm saying it's good content that, that shows your company values and what you're about. And people get drawn to that, especially good people. Mm-hmm. And we empower, uh, we empower our team member to, to broadcast themselves through blogs. And then we adopted social media practice where you can post different thing and hashtag it and then bring to the website. We, we, we don't want to be the employer that said, hey, we're transparent. We wanted everyone in the company to say, to validate that, say, hey, share that love, share that, that appreciation or, or you know, what you're excited about. Yeah. There's this culture that we're creating here. So you're bringing a personal awareness, awareness to the brand and marketing that to people. And then people are applying within this specified time period where you're taking applications. Yeah. So you're setting really good expectations, right? That also kind of indirectly gets people to move on it quickly. Like, you know, either shit or get off the pot because we're going to move on it whether or not you apply. Yeah. And really trying to keep that prospect in the nose. Like the, so after we, we put in the you know, the salary range. We we set expectation when we're gonna just kind of close the, the pool, so you can't submit anymore. But when someone even submit an application, initially it was so painful because we did this manually. We actually sent an email said, "Hey, we got your application. Thank you. You can expect to hear from this now. You can automate all that, right?" But at the time we're like, "You know what? Let's." That's important that you do that. That gives people an idea of what's happening. It's mm-hmm. managing expectations. You don't ghost people. I mean, you're right. You can automate it. It's super easy. But if you don't have the system set up to do it. When you get an application, thanks, we'll get back to you by this date. 
Super simple. Yep. You can just copy and paste that into Pretty the much, yeah. It was like one time, I think we have 200 applications. Like, oh my God, we should have set up a system. But we did copy and paste. And it's about being kind to the applicant yeah. it's from the get-go, right? It's not, it's, it's not a lot of effort or work. So you're demonstrating transparency through the whole process too. Yes. You're not just saying you're transparent. You're demonstrating it by telling everybody up front exactly what's happening. So, all right, we're managing expectations. We're providing a positive candidate experience or person experience, which, so let's talk about the interview process. So you reach out to somebody, uh, you want to bring them in for an interview. How does transparency correlate through that process? So with the interview, typically we make an intro with, there's two set of technical interview from two different interviewers. Again, sure. we, we want to hedge in case someone had a bad day. We don't want, it's not fair for the, the candidates. Yeah. Right. Well, you, now preparation is always a key component, whether or not you're getting the true self that you're of the person you're interviewing. Yes. Are you preparing people up front for exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and when it's going to happen? Yeah, so we've... Um, we give every candidate a, a like a, a technical challenge. Everyone sure. has the same, so they they'll have a chance to prepare for these questions that we're about to ask them, and, and then just be being prepared for for that. We also let them know who's going to be interviewing them, so give them a chance to even connect with that person on LinkedIn ahead and do the you know just do the homework. The, the objective though is you got to get the candidate to feel comfortable, because if you don't you're not getting a true assessment. And oftentimes you're going to get more of a salesy type A candidate who did really well when it comes to maybe public speaking interview, but might not do so well when it comes to an actual job. So we, we make an extra effort in getting the, ca- the candidate feel comfortable. Even Yeah, and worse yet is when you get a candidate who's very nervous interviewing. Those are the, sometimes the best candidates, but you end up passing on yes. them because they did so poorly. And it's really important that you do make them comfortable. All right. So, was there uh, an actual structure? Assuming the, the candidate passed the um, pressed the prequalifications mm-hmm. before we get to the interview, we 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 send out the challenge and the, basically the something that we're going to be talking about. So, before about. you even talk to anybody, you're doing a challenge first. Oh, we will have uh, a screen. So that okay. that that's the next thing. So after we've um, actually we were skipping right. So after the candidate sent in the application, we send an email said, hey. We got your thing, expect to hear from this date. If we don't get back by okay. that date, we got to reach back out and said, hey, we, we have explosive in, in, you know, input volume right now. It's going to take a little longer. Keep the candidate engaged in, in, in the nose. Once we did the filtering, if you did not pass, then we also sent an email and said, hey. So how long was your interview process lasting? Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure this is good or bad, but it literally, uh, the, the process would take like three months. Three months from start to finish. Yeah. Ooh, way too long. Yes. When you bring somebody in for an interview, let's say I come in to interview for your company for a recruiter job. Maybe you're trying to recruit me. <laughs> so I come in and I meet with you. What are we discussing in reference to transparency? We don't cover the transparency topic specifically. No, but I mean, you're being transparent. So let me give you an idea of what I mean. So you're, you're probably discussing things like, the actual product or the company challenges that you're having. You're probably discussing things. Or do you discuss people challenges? Like, we're a really good organization. My team is really good, and you'd be on this team. However, we have to interface with this person over here, and he's kind of a jackass. Oh, no, no. That's like HR violation. No, we, we can't throw someone under a bus. But we, what we, well, you're not throwing them under a bus, but at least you're prepping them for what to expect. 
Yeah, so... Uh, and I, I would probably say it in a nicer way than, <laughs> hey, Bob over in uh, shipping's a jackass. No. The, well, as a COO of the company, every interview that I, I sat in, by the very end, is either myself... Well, I, I'm always sitting in every single one, actually. I always remind the prospect that, hey, this is a two-way street. Like, as much as we're interviewing you right now, this is your chance to observe our behavior what we say, how we are. You, you're trying to ask us questions too because we don't want you to come in here and not feeling happy. And then so we... Now, some companies actually do where they'll have the candidate come in and work for the day and just get to know people and be immersed in that environment. Did you guys do anything like that? We, no, we, uh, we actually, we don't do that to extreme. What we do, is we bring the candidates in mm-hmm. for the interview. After sure. that, we take them to a group lunch. It's crazy at it sound, but yeah, everyone on the team watching. Oh, by the way, the interview is being broadcast across the company. Anyone can jump in <laughs> and watch. Oh, really? So it's a live stream. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, your interview is a podcast or a podcast. Pretty much. And we record okay. that for anyone who missed the interview would like to watch the interview. Well, this is not public at this point. It's all just private inside uh, the company. But yes, <laughs> yes. we. Um, <laughs> so that's the barrier for transparency. <laughs> yeah, we, so we, 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 we brought... We literally broadcast the interview. There's the selected members that get to ask the questions, but the interview itself will get broadcast across the company. And okay. after that, everyone get a chance to go to lunch and you get to say hi, meet people, and you can hang out and talk to people throughout your know, after if you want, if should you choose to. That option's always there. So if I'm a new company, well, how would you recommend that I build transparency in my company? Like what yes. would be the five, three, five steps that I need to take in order for it to be a transparent organization? Yeah. So to, I was going to focus on recruit. There, there's so much sure, more to sure, it than yeah. that, right? So for recruit would be like, again, I'm going to do a quick recap. Number one would be when you publish a job posting, set expectation up front. What's, what's the salary range, the date? Once the application gets submitted, again, being transparent about when this person can hear back. They're just, you know, just Okay. Acknowledging One, that. Number three number would be if the person did not make the round, please send them a note to let them know that. Close the loop. Yeah, close the loop. If, if you're missing a deadline, uh, you think you can miss a, a get back deadline, make sure you, you send that question you to let them know, like, hey, we're running late okay. because the volume. Uh, during Once you get to the actual screening on the, on the phone call, we send email ahead about what the conversation is going to be like. These are quest- the question that we're going to be then- asking. And what was the last thing? Preparation? Yeah, so the, the preparation, yeah. let them know who's going to be interview them, the names, and give them a chance to connect with the person on LinkedIn background to, to, to keep making them feel comfortable yeah. and know what they're walking into. Fantastic. I agree with all those. I think the last one would be follow-up. Make sure that you follow up with them, close the loop, yes. keep them coming. A lot of times we'll chase people when we want to hire them, but when we decide we don't want to hire them, we just let them go, and that ain't cool. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's especially when uh, the very end, after the interview, we, we make, you know, again, please make that, my highly recommend is make that f- phone call, letting them know where in the interview. At that point, you probably have two to three candidates, so that yeah. phone call worth the investment. What you and might show some empathy and, and, you know, keep them open for a later day. Yeah, it, it's an experience, right? Yep. It, you want to show the great experience in engaging, interacting with your company. Saying we're out of time. So I want to thank you for your time investment today and welcome to the Higher Power Radio community. I know that you're open for engagements and doing some other things out there. Uh, what's the best way for the members of our community to find out more about you or reach you? LinkedIn. So uh, Sang uh, at uh, Sang Huynh uh, and look for your know, tin up okay. or uh, I'm there. 
But can I, can I uh, quickly sh- uh, give a shout out to thanks? Sure. So first of all, Rick, thank you. Absolutely. Every time I talk to you, I've learned something. Every time I share mistakes, oh yeah, I can tell you exactly why. So seriously, guy, like every time <laughs> I talk to Rick, I learn something new. Oh, thank you. You got, yeah, you, yes, you, you, when it comes to hiring, don't go any further. Like, Oh, hit, I hit, love the guy, you. hit the guy. No, seriously, I, uh, I, I, I genuinely meant that. Here, I'm and, slipping $5 in the right <laughs> And uh, lastly, I just want to take a moment because the, the culture that I'm, I'm talking about really came from two key persons that pushed it for was uh, Sarah and Jessica. I'm not sure they're going to listen to this, but I want to shout out to the, my old teammate. Yeah. And more importantly, the founders. None of, this ha- none of this could happen without that founder support. And then you can say your transparency, but unless you're livid, People can people can know, know you. So very true. Yeah. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer Paul Roberts, our creative director Ailey Gerard, our producers Andrea Ballin and Shanti Ryle. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need your feedback to bring more valuable content to you. Check us out at higherpowerradio.com or follow me on Instagram at rickgerard1. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Brian Breath. He is the recruiting manager for Riot Games. I'm Rick Gerard, your host, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 